Alright guys, Vince Reed here and um, it's time to start our mastermind. Um, I really enjoy these masterminds because um, it's a way for me not only to bring you know people that are special to me and people that are providing a ton of value um, to you guys, it's a way for all of us to get better because we get to pick each other's brains and kind of get better. And the way this works um, is essentially we bring on leaders once a week and uh, you know I get to pick their brains, ask them questions, they get to ask me questions and we do it as if there's no one else in the room. And uh, that's kind of the way that uh, this has turned out to be, and it's been extremely powerful. So today's guest is actually, you guys, I like to call him my secret weapon, and he laughs when I, when I say this, but he really is. Um, uh, this individual actually was a speaker at, my, at uh, Internet Traffic Live. Um, he actually happens to live maybe a block or two away from me, so, you know, He's either coming up here hanging out or I'm actually normally loving to go down to his place and raid his amazing library of education. Um, this guy probably owns, you know, every product, everything you can think of, um, so he's a wealth of information. So I got connected with him, actually. Um, he's, I actually am in his mastermind group. Um, he has a very powerful mastermind group out here in my area um, that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but I went there, and I let him tell, talk about how I got started. And when I was thinking about this call tonight, I was just thinking that, you know, how he started this is something that all of us can do. Um, and it could be an awesome, a great way for you to uh, – it could be a great way for you to generate leads and, and customers and build relationships with people in your local area as well. Uh, but I started going to this mastermind group, and really what it was all about was just going in there, watching – different products, different training, different um, pieces of information that he had collected over the years. And we would just, afterwards, we would talk about it. And during it, we, he would pause it sometimes, and we would get into dialogue. People would talk about their businesses to get better. Um, he also happens to own a very profitable and awesome seafood company. I'll let him talk about that as well. Um, and um, if you're a person that is really deep into marketing and you follow people like the Joe Polishes of the world and people like that. You've probably heard him on, on their podcast. You know, I was at, at uh, Traffic and Conversion Summit this past year, and, you know, they brought up his website and talked about him there. So he's really well-rounded as a marketer, um, you know, and uh, I can go on and on, and I'm sure I'll get into more things that this guy has done for me. But, um, you know, not only is he an awesome marketer, he's a great copywriter, friend, and uh, just cool person, and you guys will be able to see that in a second. So hopefully I did I do you justice with that introduction, but I wanted to bring out Jeff Moore and uh, say what's going on, man. How are you? I'm, I'm well, but I thought this was supposed to be kind of like a battle, and now you're all buttering me up. <laughs> see, that's my tactic. I'm trying to soften yeah, you up. Yeah, no so kidding. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, some people here may not know who you are, what you do, and, and I think you guys are going to be – um, pumped up after after this conversation. So, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I appreciate the, the the thought and and the um, you know the introduction. The you know I I hear you know hey we're gonna have a leader on here and while I might not be a leader in your industry I I'm recognized as a leader and kind of a transformer in my own. And uh, my name's Jeff Moore. I've been um, in the food business. Um, for, I'm actually fourth generation in Southern California. Uh, currently, I'm president of International Pacific Seafoods, which is a, a uh, international importer of seafood and processor, uh, and also marketer, um, where we have joint venture relationships with other seafood companies that, at one point, were our competitors, and now they're collaborators. Um, and I also, back in 2009. 
Um, we started a company called Wild Things Seafood, and uh, it was uh, based on a guy that came in here and kind of gave me his vision of Wild Things Seafood and this idea that he had sitting there for, you know, in his mind for about eight years. And while he sat in the office, I grabbed the domain, I trademarked the name, and you know, I just said, okay, you know, what else? And the guy was just like, what did you just do? And I'm like, I took action, you know, and, and um, you know, Wild Things is a great uh, online uh, direct-to-consumer um, uh, business uh, where we sell, you know, chef-ready, premium restaurant-quality seafood and steaks that were at one point only only available to uh, the, the most discriminating chefs in the country, uh, we make that available to um, the consumer, directly to the consumer, with a great story and, and great engagement. And to me, that's just like recess. Doing anything business to consumer is the funnest thing in the world. And uh, I also am uh, helping my wife market her company um, and her business called uh, College Prep Roadmap and being able to uh, put all the marketing chops that I've got uh, towards something like that. And then lastly, like you said, I'm the founder of Thursday Night Boardroom, uh, which is an entrepreneurial and marketing mastermind uh, group. And we started with four people in 2010, uh, coming here and watching, you know, basically like you're talking about, part of my library and watching DVDs of Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes' Ultimate Business Mastery Summit and just pausing it, and I would uh, lend perspective to what people were, you know, they were talking about and the experts were talking about. And that has grown from four people in 2010 to, I think we've got, we're up to like 445 members from 24 different countries on our Facebook uh, site, and we've got people coming in from, we've actually had people fly in from London and drive straight over from LAX to, to be in the boardroom. It's a it's a lot of fun, and uh, uh, we get a lot of things done here. And, and you know, had the honor to watch Vince Reed go from a guy that was, you know, looking to make a make make a buck anywhere he could and do things online, um, and was really dedicated to making money online to a guy that is truly serving uh, uh, thousands of people now and making it about service and, and creating value or creating a quality that, that people determine as a value. I'm sure we'll talk about that. but uh, um, And something that I've really kind of seen and, and as a friend, a dear friend of mine, uh, being able to watch that with uh, almost a, a, you know, a sibling-like or a pride, you know, in, in his... Uh, um, in his advancement. So that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a husband, a loving husband, uh, and, a, um, and a father of four great children, and just uh, grateful for every single day on this earth. Awesome, man. Well, we can, there's so many areas of Jeff that I can kind of bring out and talk about. Um, you know, anytime I feel like I'm stuck on something, Jeff's probably the first guy I call. And when I tell you guys my secret weapon, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying that. I mean, he is just a wealth of knowledge, as you guys will see. So I think where I want to go with this is a couple of things. Jeff is really good at engagement, and, you know, he's also another guy, a lot like Mark Hoberson, that is very, very good with the way that he um, uses words, the way that he uses his vocabulary, and, and uh, really – really getting into the mind of his customer. And he recently did something that I thought was really cool. I mean, he's been able to connect with 
some big names. I'm talking like the Brendan Bouchards of the world and, you know, get emails and, you know, don't, I know you're doing work with people. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be saying things like this with, you know, people like J.J. Virgin and J. Abraham. And, I mean, you're in that, in that, in that clique. And you've been able to do things where these people are reaching out to you and talking about you on podcasts and doing these things. You know, is there a strategy behind how you've been such an amazing connector? Um, and also, if you don't mind, share if you if you don't mind sharing some of the things you've done to engage with some of these types of leaders. Because I know some of you listening want to engage with leaders and you want to build your brand and you want to grow as an entrepreneur. And there's things that I've watched Jeff do over the years that just amaze me. Um, so I'd like to know like some of the things that you've done and maybe some advice you can give to some of the listeners on what they can do to be more engaging and more attractive to their audience and to their customers or even the people that they look up to online. Right, right. Um, boy, you know, I think a lot of this, Vince, is, has a lot to do with, um, you know, they call the term unconscious competence. Um, I just do what I do because I do it, and then I look back and, and kind of figure out, hey, what did I do here? And I think that my unique ability um, puts me in a lot of these situations. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm present, I'm, I'm involved, I participate fully in you know, live events and mastermind groups, and um, I'm always uh, reaching out um, and, and looking to connect with people, leaders that will help me you know, elevate my level of thought and thinking, and I'm not afraid to invest in it. Um, you know, not every investment is a, is a good one. Um, I don't use every single thing I buy. You know, Vince, I'm sure, has taken the saran wrap off of something that I bought two years ago, you know, and he's the first guy to lay eyes on it or ears on it. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I do uh, engage with and a lot of people that I've engaged with. And I guess the thing that makes me comfortable uh, approaching people like this, like a Perry Belcher at Traffic and Conversion, uh, or Roland Frazier or any of those guys uh, at that group or a Jay Abraham or a Joe Polish, Dean Jackson, any one of these guys is because I feel my unique ability as a storyteller is I have a, an ability to tell your story better than you can to yourself. And uh, I know we talked about that at your live event, um, but that just continues to permeate uh, everything that I do. Um, and even, you know, we're on Internet Traffic Jam, and, you know, we sat in your living room, or uh, the TV room there, whatever the hell that room is. There's so many damn rooms at that house. But the, uh, um, the, we're sitting there, and you're talking about what you wanted to do, and, you know, what should I call it? And there was, like, kind of all these kind of grandiose names you were, you were calling it. And I said, well, why don't you just call it Internet Traffic Jam? And then I started, I think I was kind of doing some rapping and things like that. And you're just like, you're so stupid. But then you just go, that is it. That's Internet Traffic Jam. And, and for me, you know, just being able to get into you and, you know, where there's a term I use that says hidden in plain sight. And, you know, what is obvious to me isn't obvious to you and vice versa. And that's where collaboration, masterminding, it, in my opinion, the mastermind, the interview process, those, those two mediums are probably the greatest mediums for education and development towards your best 
self, your best and most abundant self. And so um, I would approach these guys. I have a confidence in being able to approach these guys and talk to them and tell them how it is. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here collaborating with Jay Abraham on some stuff right now that I can't get into, but you know, I'm not afraid to tell them if there's a problem. But I don't tell them it sucks. I tell them, hey, there's, you know, let me let me paint a vision for you. And that's what I do with my words. As I'm, I'm not writing, I'm painting. And if you can't see what I'm writing, if you can't see that and imagine it as I read it to you, I read, Vince, I read you last week my, my October 27, 2015 letter. And you're just like, I can totally see what you just said. I can literally, it was like a movie, you know. And that's where I am with words is, is I paint. And before I paint, I frame. And uh, framing is the most important thing you can do, and um, you know, and then and then painting within that frame. And can you give an example the, of framing, just like in a in a sense? Yeah, I think uh, that you know, some people uh, may not. It's, you, it's you always, we always like, talk about that all the time here. You're, you're like, we got to frame it, frame it, and like we we talk well, about that all the time. It's 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 being able to frame it is to be able to articulate in vivid terms that you understand the person's situation that you're talking to. You are able to articulate exactly what they're going through. And this is where that telling their story better than they can to themselves, this is where it starts. You're able to tell that story. And like we say in the questions, you know, in the boardroom, you know, what do you do that makes you the best in the world in the eyes of your customer? And the answer is I am you. And I've been I know where you're going and I've been there before. And that's framing. Right there is framing, being able to frame and, and paint their picture of their life, of their struggle, of their, of their feeling of victory, and, and being able to frame from an emotional and visceral sense where they are without getting weird, you know, without making the person feel weird. Because if you make the person feel weird, you're not framing the person. And so you and I will sit at a dinner or at a lunch, and I will frame for you, you know, what I think you know, where, where I see your vision, where I see your mission going. And, right. and then I'm able to say, you know, this is what your, your constituency, this is what your clients are looking for, this is what your perspective, you know, your, your prospects are looking for, you know. And we will have that kind of a conversation, and that will help guide from that point on once we frame it and once I'm able to articulate your needs, desires, challenges, fears, and aspirations better than you can to yourself, at that point, I get you. And I get you in, in that moment, I get you better than anybody in the world. And then I'm able to say, this is the path. Here's the path. And you know, not one moment you'll be willing, you'll be eager to receive it. You're going to like, what do I do next? Absolutely. I was just going to say, one thing that really sticks out was when we were having lunch that one time and you were asking me a bunch of questions. And I think before we went to to um, to eat, you had watched the sales video that I made, and I was, you know, Jeff Austin will write a lot of the copy, by the way, guys, of a lot of the sales videos and the stuff that the good I put out there. The good just stuff. the good copy, not the <laughs> crappy the stuff. Copy. Yeah, not the not crappy stuff. Not the one where he uses like when he uses then instead of then and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really on <laughs> me with that stuff. But anyways, when we um when when we were he would look at something that I did that's awful, and then he'll ask me all these questions, and then he'll say, well, why didn't you say that? What, like the questions that he's asking me. And often what we do is we do what, what – I remember the conversation you said. A lot of times we do what we think we're supposed to do or what we've right. seen other people do. 
and instead of doing what you just said. And, right. it, and, and it was, was really, it kind of caught up about this. Yeah, it was, it was really caught me. It really made me think it was like, you know, and I would be, and I remember telling you, I was like, I don't even want to say what's on this sales letter. Cause <laughs> it was like everything that I'd put there was what, you know, you see other people doing. So we changed it up and you know, it's, you know, done, it's done phenomenal, but you know, that was just one of the things that sticks out. So, Anyways, your turn. You had a question. I have a lot for you, so I want to get back to you as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I guess for me, and, and you know, I am not in the, um, I mean, the direct portion of make money online. I guess anybody that's doing something online better be making money on it, or you know, they're they're you know wasting their time. It's a hobby. Um, but you know, I've got real. I'm going to call it real commerce without trying to insult anybody on this call. I'm going to call it real commerce. I sell things that people buy and eat. Um, I sell services that people use. It doesn't help them make money, and it doesn't teach people how to make more money online. But it's, it's you know, we'll just call it real commerce. I'm not calling it fake commerce. It's just whatever. Um, how does, and how does your strategy, methodology, does it and can it translate into any type of commerce? Can you take your foundation of your, the way you engage, and can you then take this and say, this is how it works for a dentist. This is how it works for a seafood guy. This is how it works for a private high school counselor. This is how it works for a chiropractor. Are you able to take what you do, or is, is what you do only specific to make money online? Um, I, I actually... One, no, it's not specific to make money online. In fact, I take a lot of my concepts and strategies from your world. And the reason why is the most, product, you know, most products and services are done in what you're talking about. I mean, our industry, the make money online niche and industry in itself, is very small in the scheme of the world. I mean, we're, we're like a, a seed in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, everyone in the world is buying real products, going to the store, shopping online, doing things that does not give them – a chance to go out and resell it and make money. So in order for me to do my job the best, I have to go and study the industries that are, that are doing it the most. And, um, you know, I often compare and try to, try to leverage and think about everything from a brick-and-mortar perspective. You know, what happens when, you know, stores, like, when companies like Apple, um, you know, make billions of dollars, what's happening in companies that close their doors? And none of those companies are make-money opportunities. Um, and that kind of goes into, you know, what we were just saying, like what I want to say versus what I'm trying to say, because sometimes we get caught up in saying what we think everybody needs, but you go and you look at the companies that are profitable, what are they doing? How are they engaging with their customers? And it's the same exact thing. I think it all starts with knowing exactly what your avatar is. And, and, And I would say this, like, um, one thing I really focus on is trying to obviously capture what's going on inside of my prospect's mind. And you can do you know, the same way a customer um, at any type of major store or a person that's looking at, at seafood, you've got those questions that you ask them to figure out what, what best suits them. So I think it all works hand in hand, um, you know, whether it's our niche or any other product. You know, it really starts it, it really, you know, figuring out and asking the right questions and then once you deliver the answers to those questions, and you and I, you know, we, we hit on this all the time, is giving them instructions on what's next, right? Yeah. What's the next step after you give them the instructions and solve their problem and give them the solution and the answer to their problems, okay, you give them that solution, and then they're like, well, what's next? 
A lot of times people forget that or they don't give them the next step, and that's where you see the fallout specifically in our industry or in your industry where you see a person buy once and never come back and buy again. So um, absolutely, I think it all works hand in hand. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all selling products and services, and you know, it just comes down to how you're positioning yourself in front of the right people. Yeah, I think that's uh, um, – yeah, I think you're right. I think you, when we've had conversations, you know, you're like, Jeff, this, you know, this is the frequency in which you need to connect with these people, you know, and, you, mm-hmm. you know, this is how long it's got to be. And I think that there's a lot of elements in that engagement, and I love that word. I mean, I just think all of marketing is engagement, period, pure and simple. Awesome. But you're, you're, you're saying, you know, give them what they want and then show them what they need. Mm-hmm. And I think that in a couple of things where you and I have written some stuff and you and I are like high-fiving each other and all of a sudden it's not converting, it's because we just showed them what they need. Right. Instead of, you know, we, got, we, got, we took too many steps ahead. And I mm-hmm. think that there's a great, you know, what people are looking for, and, I, and, and Alan Greenbaum in his book Survival said, um, you know, in order to get through an impossible situation, you don't need the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the mind of an Einstein, or the muscles of Hercules. You just need to know what to do. And mm-hmm. I think that that's exactly, you hit it on the head. I was just having my meeting with my, my body man this morning, uh, technical body man, just like, hey, you know, let's get in the practice of creating products. So where is the IKEA manual that says, Here's the products. You know, here's the the tools that you're going to need before you start building this cabinet or whatever. Um, and and in this way, you know, using that as kind of a metaphor uh, for a building a, a, an online product. And here's all the tools that you're going to need. And then here it is. Step one. You know, connect this and do this. And 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 I think that what you've done so well is you've been able to, and you're dedicated to saying here are the steps that you, that you go through here is here's what you're you know um here's you know here's this the first step and here's identifying where we're going here but you have a, a, a unique ability to show people that are at a how to get to b and then once they're at b you have a, the ability to show them how to get to c and the thing that you're doing is you're giving them everything that you do you're not you're not hiding anything. Hey, I did this. I'm testing it. I'm seeing how it works for me, and I'm turning right around and sharing it with you. So it's a complete evolution of a relationship. There's not a stagnation that happens. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where I am with my relationships with my customers. Is the greatest thing I can do when I call, you know, uh, the guy at Cheesecake Factory, or I call uh, somebody at Cisco or at Lazy Dog Cafe down the street. It's like. You know what? I just saw something, and I was thinking about you. I thought, and, and actually, don't go there because that's my next question for you. So, by the way, guys, Jeff's company—like, if you guys are ever eating at like Cheesecake Factory, or I think was it California Fish Grill, or uh, California I, Fish Grill, Lazy yeah. Dog Cafe, BJ's Restaurants. Yeah, his, uh, that's where their seafood comes from, Jeff. Just so you guys know. So, anyways, um, only the so, good seafood. If it's shitty, seafood, yeah, only the good stuff, right? <laughs> so, um, so. You know, I've been studying the eight profit activators since you kind of got me hooked on the whole I love marketing thing, and I'm actually, you know, we've had that discussion. Yep. And there was one of the eight profit activators, which if you guys don't know what that is, you should look that up, and I'm sure I'll have a webinar where I'll break those down for you guys. But one of them was providing after the sales service, um, after a person is already paid or the service has been delivered, 
And I don't know if there's anyone that does anything better than you, I mean, to the point where people are emailing you after they get the product. Oh, yeah. um, you mean the videos? Um, yeah, we have taken that to heart and have some really cool things we're about to start doing um, because I really think that's just powerful. So why don't you talk to us or tell me a little bit about how you do that and your thought process behind what happens once a person actually gets their product and how you've been able to get people to email you and reach out to you, I mean, after they got the product so excited. They send me videos back. It's hilarious. Right. People will, by the way, people will get products from Jeff and send him a video after they got it. Like, I mean, it's bananas. So, yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So we, I started doing this a long time ago, and it was really, um, if anybody follows anything that Gary Vaynerchuk does in his early stuff with Wine Library, it was real, you know, it's low-tech, uh, it's, it's super, super personal, super engaging. And what I did was, this is, God, back in 2011 when I had connected with Joe Polish, and, and I connected with the people in his office, and we had gotten to know each other, and I kept saying, hey, what's your favorite kind of fish? What's your favorite kind of fish? And before I went to the first Platinum meeting, I, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, tell, you know, show people what I'm all about, you know, and, and you know, my, my quality is my calling card, right? And so I put together a, a list of everybody in their office to keep, you know, not to keep, just like literally the, the assistants and the secretaries and stuff, and I made a list of all the things that they liked. And I went into my conference room with this big pile of fish that's going in a box that was going out to, uh, to their offices in Tempe. And I just went for it, you know, uh, the old F it, do it live type thing. And I went straight from showing them what was on the, you know, name the people by name and showed them their fish, the fish that they liked. And I'd tell them a little bit about the fish and the way I like to prepare it. And I went through and it was like an 11-minute video, a lot longer than I wanted it to be, an 11-minute video. And within... Four hours, Joe Polish is sending me a video back. I didn't even give him anything in this video. I didn't, I didn't even talk about Joe in this video. It was about his people and you know, the connection I was making with them. And Joe sent me back just going, that is awesome, Paul. You should do it. And he was just like totally like coaching me before he even knew me. But that's kind of how our relationship started out of the shoot there. But people like uh, J.J. Virgin, who's New York Times bestseller, she's, she's launching the Sugar Impact Diet. Um, you can go to sugarimpactdiet.com and see everything that's going on there. But uh, she's, there's going to be a massive revolution. But we connected through Joe. Joe introduced me to J.J. J.J. and I uh, started talking, and, and I, you know, through the same thing of framing and understanding what her challenges are, um, you know, we became friends. And my wife has actually counseled her son for uh, that's going to college next year. And, and I mean, we've really, really gone deep in our relationship and friendship. And um, it, it's, she will now say, you know, I told her about this thing called the Wild Things Wow that I was putting together. Well, she's type A plus. She doesn't wait for anything. And so immediately she heard that I was giving, you know, that I had this ability to give clean and lean protein away or, you know, as gifts and that I would do a personal video to the people if she, you know, if it's a $250 order above, I would do this personal video. And so immediately she's like, oh my gosh, I want you to give uh, John Asaraf a Wild Things Wow. I want you to give Lisa Sassovich a Wild Things Wow. Mike Keenig a Wild Things Wow. John Walker, Jeff Walker's brother. 
Wild Things Wow. And the other day it was Christiane Bouchard, Brendan Bouchard's wife, a Wild Things Wow. You know, and just there's a ton more, right? And she, and so I'm like sending these videos to these people, and they are coming back just like that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And it was just because it was personal, and it was engaging, and it wasn't like in a studio. It was sitting here in my office, you know, and there's certain formats that I use and things that, that, you know, anybody would use. But it's just about how do I connect and how do I engage with these people, not to the purpose of, of, you know, gosh, this guy's going to have me on stage. I really don't care about that part. I honestly don't. I've got, you know, three businesses and a mastermind group that yeah, take my – being on stage right now is not my thing. And so, you know, it's about – sharing and help, making people feel the emotion and the connection of great food and great dining experiences and recognizing that, you know what, if anybody's ever talking about clean and lean protein, the first thing you're going to come to is Wild Things Seafood. You're going to say, don't go anywhere until you go to Wild Things. And that's what Joe Polish has done. You know, That's what J.J. Virgin does. That's what Jay Abraham does. That's what Dean Jackson does. Mike Keenix. I mean, Lisa Sasevich, she calls me, you know, sends me, she calls me your dealer now. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like there's, it's, it's, it's a way, it's my, if, if you can say that it was a way for me to get into that kind of crowd, okay, but not so much. I mean, you know, uh, Perry Belcher still talks about my website. I've never sent that guy a freaking ounce of fish. You know, he just, right. he gets that I get, you know. And so it's, it's, I want to be able to connect with the biggest influencers on the planet because I want to be able to say, I'm launching this, and here it is, you know, here's a strategy of the way, you know, my launch strategy is to use just like any other uh, major player does. It uses the most influential people to promote their stuff. And so what I'm doing is I am taking from the make money online. I am taking from the online marketers, and I am using that sphere of influence to be able to develop and drive my business, and I'll continue to do that. Right. And, I mean, and the thing is, all you did was you made a video and personalized it to your potential customer or customer. And, yeah. I mean, if we, if we bring it and we strip it down to its simplest form, my point in asking that question, and everyone listening, if you're listening, should understand that if you – what happens after the person gets started with you? What happens after the person buys your product? What is the experience that you're providing for them? And I think Jeff provides an amazing experience for his customers, and I think that all of us can learn a lot from that, from that point. All right, I so your to, turn. I want I, to distance. This is, this is the whole thing. Okay. Before that seafood even shows up, because I know it's awesome, right? Before that seafood even shows up, I wanted to create some kind of energy that when that package got there, they couldn't wait to open it and experience it. That right. was what I wanted to do. And that seafood is awesome. And Jeff has these seafood sales, and I like raid the seafood sale for the sea bass. It's just the best <laughs> sea bass ever. Now, because way. we're neighbors, he goes, just bring me mine to my house. Yeah, I get the, I get like the deluxe Mr. treatment. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Eric. But you know why I do that, though, right? I don't think you understand, because I already know how Jeff is. See, Jeff over-delivers. See, when I ask him to bring some seafood, I always get steaks and shrimp and all this extra stuff that I didn't ask for. So that's really why I have you come by because I, you it's know, you not only can tell my story I better than complaining. I don't want to be <laughs> no, complaining. He throws no, nickels around like they're manhole covers. <laughs> no, it's because you know how you said you can tell my story better than myself. You can also shop better than me as well. So <laughs> I like to let you bring exactly. it. <laughs> all right. So um, 
Your turn. Do you have a question, another question for me? Yeah. Um, so as far as development, we're talking more back towards this, but I'm going to get even deeper. I have an international, international Pacific Seafoods. It's a business-to-business -business play. Okay, we talked about it, Cheesecake Factory, these things. When I am trying to create preeminence in the business-to-business -business world, now this isn't necessarily, you know, all transactional, right? There's not a transactional funnel that's going to happen online. What is the strategy, or how do you see something that where people aren't necessarily always looking on Facebook, they're not looking on Twitter, they're not, you know, they're looking to see more about, hey, what's the market doing? You know, maybe that's the type of information they're looking. So they're not looking on social media, but how can I connect with these people via social media and deliver my uh, my value to them using social mm -hmm. media? Well. The first thing I would say with anything is, and you already do this, it's you're always looking about looking for ways to serve them. Okay, I mean, the problem that most people have is they're always looking for, you know, the person to help them before they're willing to offer their services first. You know, you get the person that messages me, say, hey, you know, I have this business, come in, we'll split 50-50, and if you help me. It's like, why would I do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like um, you obviously have, it has to start with, you know, you being able to provide an, an enormous value for them without any expectations or anything in return. And that's really the hardest thing for most business owners and entrepreneurs to do. But I think the biggest thing for you to do, I mean, it depends on what type of relationship you're trying to cultivate. Like if you're trying to build a, a relationship with a new like restaurant chain or something like that, um, I think that the best thing to do is leverage and add value to the ones that you already have. Um, you know, one thing that you do that's awesome is you're able to take, I mean, we've had, I mean, just yesterday when you were, well, not yesterday, but I think it was last week and you came over and you were showing me how you took, I mean, this was amazing. I was like sitting here in awe. Like you took a $400 loss, I think it was, and turned it into a $2,000 gain like yeah. per and but but that gain was like millions of dollars it was just it was yeah. just crazy so um i think things like that that are real world in your world like things that i mean these people are spending millions of dollars on this on seafood and product and for you to take a person that may be breaking even and being able to to take what they're already doing and turn that into you know a huge gain for them i think is the gift that you have for these companies um, where the other guys just going in talking about they have the best seafood and you know they can save them a penny on um, the product that they buy, you can go in there and say, hey, you're already buying this. I know you may not even be buying it from us, but let me show you how you can you know take what you're doing and even save money regardless of if you work with us. Right. So there's a difference between you trying to shift the business over to you. You're taking their existing business and what they're already spending and helping them get results. And and, and just to, for the world of, of marketers that are on here, the, the home business professionals, it's no different than the mindset that a lot of you have when you come into MITS. Your mindset originally is how do I learn these traffic methods so I can blow it up, so I can be walking across the stage to get the big check versus saying, how can I use these strategies to not only help my team get results, but maybe there's someone in another company that's not even in the company that I'm in. How can I show them how to get results as well? Right? That's going to naturally attract more people to you. 
So I think, again, the the same worlds collide. I think it's just a matter of you, um, you know, which you already do. You're separating yourself, providing value. But I think you leverage the success and the things that you you have with the uh, the existing clients, and then figure out a way to connect with the new. Um, you know, if, if there's something that worked for another company, if you're able to save them money on, on the existing product, I think you could offer that type of service for free to every business this side of you know all over the world. Just a free right. service. And let me, it, let me look funny, at. Let me you do mention it. that. I'm looking at these big checks. These big, you know, like when you're at a foundation or a golf tournament or whatever, they've got these big checks, you know, that have mm-hmm. these big numbers on it. And I had these big checks made, and I take them to shows, to trade shows. And instead of, like you said, instead of showing, you know, here's my fish, and, oh, taste my fish, and, boy, don't you like it, and, you know, would you like a case? I have these big checks, and this one I'm looking at says uh, 100, it says to pay to the order of your bottom line, $132,720. And I bring it to the, and, and it's, uh, and then in the four section, you know, the memo section, it says plate profit contribution. And what people do is they come up and go, whoa, what's that? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad you asked. I said, this dish right here has two pieces of four-ounce swordfish on it. You know, it's cost you this much. Your plate profit, you know, it's, it costs you this much. You sell it for this. Your plate profit contribution is $11.06 a pound, or six cents per plate. You serve 40 of those a day, six days a week, 50 weeks a year. Your plate profit contribution is $132,720. They're like, what? Like, I showed them something that they're not even thinking about. They're like, well, what's my food cost? You know, am I making a 32% food cost or a 35% food cost? I'm now showing them the dollars in the bank, totally changing the conversation. And they're just like, oh, well, I want this. And, and, you know, instead of going to the I want this and go, okay, well, let's start writing you up and, you know, making I'm like, wouldn't it be a shame? And they're like, what do you mean? If this $132,720, we started to promote it, and it overshadowed something that was making you $150,000 a year. And everybody's thinking that my job was to sell the case of swordfish to these people. What my job was, was to get this answer. How do I know that? What they Mm -hmm. now do is they've completely opened me up to their entire menu and cost structure. I am now on the inside. I'm in the office that says no entry. And they're saying... How, help me become more profitable. Mm-hmm. Everything, swordfish, shrimp, whatever, goes along with it. Everything. It's because awesome, I went man. beyond the transaction, beyond that case, and I know I'm going to get that case, but what I've done is something way more, and that was having these people open up their trust to me and be able to get together and help them in the thing that matters most to them, and that is how much money they're making. Absolutely. Awesome, man. All right, well, what I want to do real quick, because I I know Jeff has a meeting at 9, so I wanted to open it up for questions. Um, If you guys are on and you have a question for myself or Jeff, um, and I know what we talked about today is a little outside the box from what you guys typically have me come on, but the most important thing that I want you guys to get out of, out of today is, you know, you know being, knowing that you, there, are, there are specific actions that you can take to connect with anyone that you want to in the world. And it all stems from the amount of value that you're putting out there um, in the world. 
Um, and that starts with how much value you're putting into yourself. So Jeff has, quote, unquote, paid his dues in terms of invested in himself in high-end mastermind groups. He's invested himself in products. Um, he's basically used that information to bring people together and formed an amazing mastermind group that has grown to countries all over the world simply sharing value. And I thought Jeff would be awesome to come on here because what I've found the most that people in our niche have the hardest time doing is seeing that if I provide a tremendous amount of value, how does that actually work for me in terms of me making money? Because most people come into our space from this position of, I got to make money right now. So you're telling me that I can't, I have to provide value. Not, we're not really telling that you that we're telling you that you've got to invest in yourself in order to be able to share the type of value where people will essentially pay you a monetary amount of money for that information. And once you do that, it doesn't stop there. There's an element of what's next, which means that what are you going to provide to that customer that's above and beyond that allows them to basically continue to be connected to you and to continue to buy from you and to continue to see you as a person that's an invaluable resource in their life. So if you guys have a question for Jeff, and also um, I'd like for you to let them know where they can get that awesome seafood. And I'm not kidding, guys. You, you can order it online. If you're ever in California, you should you know, go buy and check it out. Um, it's, it's awesome. Um, but if you have a question I'm for gonna, Jeff. I'll, I mean, I'll put a special code together too, Vince, for you guys. Okay, cool. Awesome. That'd be, that'd be great. And then um, also, we didn't get a chance to really get into really what I think is his, his greatest strength, and he hates when I call him a copywriter, but there is ways that he writes and compels and does certain things. Um, if you guys have a question about that, you can ask him that as well. Um, but we've got a few minutes here. I, I need to let him out. So go ahead can and I start just say, six. Can I just say one thing, Vince, on this? Yes. It's really important. So when people are we're talking about what do I do, what do I do, you know, and people are just like, hey, this is a lot of great stuff, but what do I do? The number one way for you to connect with leaders in your industry, the number one way for you to connect, bar none, is to have quantifiable and substantial success using their product or, you know, their methodology and then sharing it with them. Share, sharing it with them and sharing it with the world. And that's how you'll connect faster than anything. I was successful in MITS. You know, and I've made this much money, and because you know I've worked with Vince Reed, blah blah blah. Trust me, Vince is calling you, and that's 100%. Unless the guy's a complete a-hole, they're going to be contacting you to not only you know learn more about what you're doing, but want you to be involved in what they're doing. Absolutely, so true, so true. Awesome. All right, guys. So star six. I know people are probably like sitting out there. If you have a question. About to Jeff or myself, we'll open it up. If not, I'll let you guys run. Going once, going twice. Come on, guys. Star six. I think I think everybody left. That's usually what happens. <laughs> it's just me and you here listening in. <laughs> now, hey, Vince, Sean out of Phoenix, man. How's it going? Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, not How much. How are you? Hey, um, I'm doing well. Um, actually, question... Just uh, about ad copy and about copywriting. Where where did you learn those skills? Is it something that you developed, um, or is it you know did you go through certain courses that helped you the most? What would you say was your best route for that? Um, I think that uh, um, oh god, what is the guy's name? Um, well, I mean John Carlton is is very very good at, at this. 
Uh, Jay Abraham was solid in, in helping me. Um, Oren Clough, um, uh, Oren Clough, you look up him, K-L-A-F-F. He talks about selling and doing the big deal, and uh, his book is called Pitch Mastery, and his program's called Pitch Mastery. Um, the first chapter of that book is free. You can get it online. If you read that first chapter and you you understand what he's talking about in the framing structure of that of of what's going on, uh, and you have any ability to write right now, not as a you know world class professional copywriter, but as um, uh, you know just as as a um, just writing, you know, your ability to write a cogent letter, um, framing with Orrin Clough and anything that Orrin Clough talks about in that type of deal is probably the thing that's helped me elevate my game better than anything. Um, this has been a lifelong study. I mean, even as a junior in high school, there was a book called Survival uh, that was about writing and literature. And my mom had me steal the book. It was so powerful. And so, you know, I had my parent, my mom was a, a, a educator, and she would type my papers as I was writing them, and I would write so badly in high school that she would yell from, you know, real sensitive, she'd yell from the, uh, the, the office at our home uh, at the typewriter going, you are a moron. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But uh, it was just about the, the thing that really um, – the thing that gets me going is, you know when you get junk mail and you just know that like the way it feels, you're throwing it away? I actually go through the junk mail over the trash can, by the way, but I will grab stuff that looks and compels me. Um, if you want to get just some free resources on, um, on great writing, sign up for the Gary Halbert letter. And there are the old Gary Halbert letters um, that, are, that are fantastic. And... He's uh, um, his writing style. He's probably one of the greatest direct response copywriters ever. And uh, his book to his son, The Boron Letters, is fantastic. Uh, um, and, and Bond Halbert, is, who wrote that book, who's actually a member of the boardroom as well. Um, those are great. I just looking at the great, you know, how great copywriters write. I don't give a crap about what they say. I get pissed off when I, they talk about, you know, their style. It's like it's conversational and it's painting. And when you can become – inspiration is going to be your best education when you're dealing with uh, copy. Now, the one thing that I will say with the number one thing that you can do in copy that will improve your copy um, like in a second is before you press send on anything, before you complete anything, take it and read it out loud as if you're reading it to somebody in the room. If you're not doing that, your copy is only about 70% as good as it could be. And he's telling the truth because he yells and screams at me about once a week when I send out something with misspellings and um, I didn't do that. But it's so true <laughs> what you're saying. You've got to read it out loud. It makes a, right. it makes a huge difference. Um, awesome. Awesome. I think I heard someone was that helpful. Was that helpful? Yeah, no, that was that was great. Now, do they teach in there is this mostly for sales letters or is this for you know email ad copy as well where you're just sending out, you know, maybe value based stuff where you attach trainings to it? Do they dive into, you know, email ad copies and some of those things and, and are those things written similarly 
They're, they're written similarly. Okay? Sales letters, for some reason, everybody feels like a sales letter has got to have this, you know, like where your bar on the side is like this little tiny thing and you've got to scroll all the way down to look for the blue stuff or look for the yellow button. I'm, you know, I get that, that you want to overcome every single objection in your sales letter. I am a huge fan of Dean Jackson's nine-word email. If, um, I think he even wrote a book on the nine-word email. But, uh, um, but that would be, you know, for me, as far as writing email copy, nine-word email. I have a rule. I write an email or I li- write a blog or I write something, and I go through and I cut it in half. And then I walk away from it, and I go back in, and I try and cut it in half again. And I think that the shorter thing, I mean, any more, right? You know, people go, oh, well, I'm a blogger. It's like, the hell does that even mean anymore? You know, nobody's <laughs> reading. You know, nobody wants to read your blog. Nobody wants to. You know, it's it's like today's blog is like. You know, remember back in the early days of email where you go, you've got mail, and you're like, yeah, you know, I've got mail, and now you're like, oh, I got mail. Get rid of it. And it's the same thing with blog. And so shorter, more compactful, you know, something that maybe even draws is for me in, a, in a, a sales letter or anything like that, I think that for every paragraph, and I'm going to talk about that in a second too, for every paragraph there should be at the end like a read more, you know, a link that, that they can read more to because they're going to get it. If you can't express yourself in the first, you know, couple of sentences in a paragraph, then you're not expressing yourself. Um, here's some basic rules of, of, of copy that, that are mine. I don't know where I learned this or whatever, but I just from my own experience, if a sentence is longer than 10 words, make it its own paragraph. Okay? And literally paragraphs should only be two or three sentences long anyway. Break your stuff up into, into compartmentalized stuff. You've seen online, you know, when you get emails and you see emails where it looks like somebody just threw up a whole bunch of letters and all you're seeing is black and white on the page, and nobody wants to read that. We all want stuff that's in real small sort in, 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 the, uh, in sales letters or in, in email copy. But email copy, pure and simple, should be something that is, you know, as, as, as you're starting to progress with a customer, they should be really short. 9, 12, 15 words that are asking a question or, or, or asking for a call to action. Awesome, man. I wish we would have, we should have focused more on this because Jeff is an awesome writer. And, uh, Here's, can I just finish with one thing, Vince, and just absolutely. tell you guys something that I'm working on now? Sure. So many times that we start to create products or we start to send an email or, um, uh, you know, a sales letter, and we're, we're creating something, and we're stopping because it's not right. You know, oh, it's not right yet, it's not right yet, I'm still working on this, I'm still working on that. My salespeople in my office, I don't have them report their victories to me anymore. I ask them for three no's a day. I want to know who's telling them no. And because there's two reasons for that. One, if we make the focus on getting a no, we're actually asking somebody to give us a yes or a no. We're not waiting till it's right because it's not going to be right. If it's a yes, it was right, maybe. But if it's a no, it crystallizes and it helps you understand when we're talking about next steps, it's not yet or not right. Right? Not yet. Well, then when? Not right. 
well, what do we need to do to make it right? And as you get down to that question, you know, Q&A, and you get down to the end of that conversation, you might find that it's not right for you. And so that's where the pursuit of no, to me, is probably the greatest pursuit that we can, we can pursue to get as many no's as possible because it will crystallize our path. And so many people go, oh, I just hate rejection. Let's turn the conversation around and recognize that when somebody says no, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right, guys, unless we have a quick one, a quick question. I think I heard someone chime in in the background. I'm not sure. Um, I know Jeff has a meeting here in like seven minutes, but uh, I don't hear anyone. So let me go ahead and wrap it up. Well, first off, Jeff, I want to say thank you for coming on. I know you got a lot, and it's hard to kind of pin you down for an hour. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, and uh, where can they get seafood from you? Okay, perfect. I uh, just put the promo code in, too. Mm. Um, okay. You're going to go to www. I don't even know why I always say www anymore. Wildthingsseafood.com. Wildthingsseafood.com. And um, we have all clean and lean protein. We've got great, uh, awesome steak, seafood, um, it, poultry. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Any questions that you have, you know, as you're looking through, 866-360-FISH. 866-360-3474. Just call us up and say, hey, I'm having some confusion you know, about ordering something or how would I cook this. Just call us. We'll help you. And a live person will help you. But when you order, and this is going to go on forever, so anybody that's in MITS, anybody that's on this call, anybody that's listening to this from now and forever, okay, as long as Vince and I are still friends. So this could be over, you know, this could be only a 30-day promotion, but, but <laughs> I, I don't think so. So use the, the promo code MITS all capital, MITS, M-I-T-S, 10, and you're going to get 10% off. And oh, by the way, all the prices that we sell online are cheaper than anybody else is, is selling online for the exact same product. Um, you, can, you can test us versus Omaha. Omaha Steaks, their standard stuff is ungraded crap. Uh, you would have to go against their private reserve and start with their private reserve. Allen Brothers, look at Allen Brothers, look at Vital Choice. Look at all these different people and compare our prices. We're going to be anywhere from 20 to 40% less, and I just gave you another 10% as well. So that's, it's phenomenal, uh, that's too, guys. I, I wouldn't even – people know me. I'm not going to say it's good if it's not. I mean, we, we go every, every – um, what is it? once a month he has his seafood sale, and we just can't wait because it's just amazing. And you can totally t- eat somewhere else, eat some other seafood. It just doesn't even taste right to me at this point. But anyways, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. I know that um, we're going to have you back at our live event and, uh, you know, what he, you know, I want you to, you know, continue to do what you do. And, um, also guys join his, uh, mastermind group, Thursday night boardroom on Facebook. Um, you can do it on Thursday group. night board. Go to Thursday night and introduce yourself and then you'll, I'll get you into the Facebook page. Absolutely. And I mean, I haven't been able to make it as often as we have our Thursday practices, but sometimes I get in there late. And if you guys are ever in, in this area, you should go to it live. Um, you, you'll be able to find out when they are um, yep. in that group. It's a great mastermind group, high level, and it's free. So um, if you're looking to connect and connect with more people, it's a great mastermind group. So anyways, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. I know you got to run, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. A lot of fun, Vince. Thank you. Awesome. Take care. Bye.